Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thriving Through Adaptive Leadership, a podcast created to help you address complex challenges in your community or organization by growing and thriving as an adaptive leader. My name is Brandi Walker, and I'm faculty at the J.W. Fanning Institute for Leadership Development, a unit of public service and outreach at the University of Georgia. I'll be your host as we explore various aspects of adaptive leadership through our podcast. For this episode, entitled Practices of Adaptive Leadership, Unlearning to Learn, I'm joined by my colleague Nina Johnson, also from the Fanning Institute. Thank you, Brandy. It's my pleasure. So before we dive in, let's take a quick minute to revisit the foundations of adaptive leadership theory. Born out of the research of Ron Heifetz and Marty Linsky at Harvard University, adaptive leadership provides a practical framework for communities, organizations, and individuals experiencing complex challenges in uncertain times when there are no clear answers or known experts to rely on. In such circumstances, the adaptive leader engages and mobilizes the team and or community to tackle complex challenges. So now we've had that quick review of the foundations, let's jump into some new learning. Nina, what is it that we need to unlearn in order to learn? Well, because adaptive challenges call for new approaches, the adaptive leader often has to unlearn some practices that may work to solve technical problems in order to better respond to the complexity of challenges facing their teams and communities. I'm going to share three things that we have all probably come across that identify a good, strong leader, usually associated with a top-down hierarchical leadership model. These practices may work to address technical problems with clear and known solutions. However, these are things that an adaptive leader needs to unlearn in order to be in the right mindset to tackle adaptive challenges. Okay, so you're going to tell us about three things we need to unlearn. Yes, and they are, number one, leaders always have the answers. Number two, leaders rush in and save the day. And number three, leaders keep emotions out of it. Now, let's look at each of these things we need to unlearn one at a time. The first thing we need to unlearn is leaders always have the answers. Now, it's extremely comforting to think that with technical problems, you can look to the leader or the expert for that problem and trust that they do have clear, tested, and best practice solutions. However, in adaptive challenges, that's not the case. So if you're stuck in the mindset that you, as the leader, need to have the answers and the right answers at that, you won't get very far in addressing adaptive challenges. Got it. Because adaptive challenges are not clearly defined, but instead they're difficult to put your finger on. They may involve change across uncrossed boundaries that make people feel uncomfortable because of the unknown. And they're often met with resistance because people are suspicious or uncertain about where those solutions are coming from. Right. Instead of cultivating the image of always having the answers, the adaptive leader should be known as the one who knows how to ask the right questions, including the tough questions about his or her own assumptions. This comes from having a continual learning mindset that sees mistakes, missteps, and even failures as opportunities to learn, grow, and apply new knowledge to the next situation. In order to have that mindset, adaptive leaders need to slow down the rush to name the problem and quickly identify a solution and instead practice reflection. Reflection is a critical component of adaptive leadership because it fosters learning that comes from examining the situations and experimenting with new approaches, which is needed when working under conditions of high uncertainty. 
So it sounds like the strategy of getting on the balcony discussed in the first episode might be a way to do this? Yes, that's one way of practicing reflection. When you get on the balcony, you're taking yourself out of the chaos of the fray and looking at the situation from a new vantage point. In doing so, you're seeing the problem from a different line of sight, but you're also seeing your own actions in the situation. Using the balcony perspective to ask yourself what your behaviors are and how they may be contributing to the adaptive challenge you're facing can be tough. These kinds of questions often reveal our own missteps and vulnerabilities like blind spots that are hard to see in ourselves. But taking that balcony perspective allows adaptive leaders to learn more about themselves and the situation so that they can re-enter the fray with a greater perspective and the ability to ask more powerful questions. Asking the right questions helps us to get at the root of the adaptive challenge, to name it, and work with our teams and communities to get to a better solution for everyone, much better than if we had all of the answers on our own. Remember, adaptive challenges call for leaders who can mobilize, motivate, organize, reorient, and focus the attention of the people with the problem to enact meaningful change. So the problem isn't owned by the leader, but by the people with the problem. Exactly. So the second thing we need to unlearn is the image of a leader as a superhero that rushes in to resolve the challenge for the team or community. Because in adaptive challenge, the people with the problem have to be a part of the solution. Adaptive leaders recognize the power of multiple perspectives in problem-solving uncertain situations with no established best practice solutions. Adaptive challenges requires the wisdom of the collective and the leader's ability to harness that wisdom as they lead the group towards a solution that people accept because their ideas help create it. And adaptive leaders know that if the people with the problem aren't directly involved in determining the solution, they may not have buy-in and the solution won't stick. Sometimes the leader may actually have the right answer, but a top-down mandate of that answer in an adaptive challenge is often met with resistance. If the people with the problem refuse the solution, it's really not a solution. Instead, adaptive leaders need to guide the collective to recognize that answer on their own, to empower them. Maybe that solution isn't exactly what you thought the answer should be, but if the ownership of the solution is strong with the people who are living the problem, it may actually be a better solution. So the adaptive leader doesn't need the burden of being a superhero because a key tenet of adaptive leadership is placing that work where it belongs. Yes, which is with the people with the problem who ultimately have to adopt the solution. And the third thing we'll talk about today that we need to unlearn is leaders keep emotions out of it. Adaptive leaders don't demand that their teams stifle or hide their emotions and push through the adaptive challenge, but rather they have empathy for the feelings and concerns that people going through uncertain times are experiencing. The ability to be empathetic is part of emotional intelligence. It demands that you be both self-aware and highly aware of others. When you expect people to stifle or hold back emotions, they don't know how and where to direct their energies, and it becomes an additional challenge. Appropriate displays of emotion can be an effective tool for change. During these uncertain times that involve a deep-rooted change, people will experience loss, loss of habits, norms, and identities. These won't look or operate the same as before. Familiar ways of working may be eliminated, and as people develop new competencies, some may feel anxious with their new learning curve. Hmm. 
So allowing people you're working with to actually express and work through their emotional responses can help them get through the adaptive challenge? You got it, Brandy. Okay, so we've covered three unlearns. Can you say more about what we're learning through this? Well, the adaptive leader learns how to be reflective rather than reactive to people's emotions and responses to the loss of change. That means pausing to reflect on different perspectives and taking time to understand their anxieties and concerns. This allows you to respond in a way that builds trust and creates more open environment for adopting solutions that people will accept and own as their own. So as you grow in your practice of adaptive leadership, allow yourself, colleagues, community members, and other stakeholders to embrace and share vulnerabilities. Doing so lets people know that although the situation is filled with feelings, those feelings are okay and they are containable. So as a leader, When you're creating those safe spaces for others to enter into the conversation and share their perspective, you're also building trust? Yes, by creating environments where people can freely express and discuss the way they feel as a result of the adaptive challenge, you're building trust. And it helps the collective to make sense of their experience, seek and provide comfort, and imagine a more helpful future. Doing so also helps you build your capacity for empathy. Empathy is essential for the success of strategic decisions during this time because this is a collective experience and you will need your colleagues, community members, and stakeholders to help you thrive as an adaptive leader. It sounds like by unlearning a few practices associated with top-down leadership approaches, we can learn how to become better adaptive leaders. Exactly. So to sum up, first, You don't have to have all the answers to be a good adaptive leader. Asking tough questions, reflecting on experiences, and learning from failures are vital to developing your adaptive leadership skills. Second, leaders don't rush in like superheroes to save the day when there is an adaptive challenge at play. Adaptive leaders recognize the power of the collective and the importance of putting the work where it belongs, which is with the people with the problem. Assuming the sole responsibility for enacting the solution is a plan that is bound to backfire. And third, keeping emotions out of it denies you and your team or community the chance to make sense of the experiences as you're going through an adaptive challenge. Understanding where other people are coming from helps to work towards solutions that work for everyone. Complex, uncertain, and ambiguous times provide fertile ground for new leadership learning that often involves some unlearning as well. This is how you thrive through adaptive leadership. Wow, Nina, thank you so much for sharing those three very powerful things that we can unlearn in order to learn adaptive leadership practices. And to all of you listening, we invite you to join us in our next episode that features an interview with someone who will share some lessons learned as an adaptive leader, including how the mistake of seeing technical solutions for adaptive challenges turns out. It'll be a great episode that enacts that principle of adaptive leaders learn from their mistakes. On behalf of the J.W. Fanning Institute for Leadership Development, thank you for listening to our Thriving Through Adaptive Leadership podcast. We hope this podcast will help you build your capacity to address complex challenges in your community or organization by growing and thriving as an adaptive leader. Thank you.